Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 293. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Let me rest secure on thee, safe above life's raging sea. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Hymn number 293. The scriptural this morning will be given by Betty from California. Psalms. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me, and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly 
but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. And from Third John, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. 
Let's now sing hymn number 343. Thou art the way. To thee alone from sin and death we flee. And he who would the Father seek must seek him, Lord, by thee. Hymn number 343. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is practical training in how to live Christian science. And we had another really good session this morning. So if you'd like to hear it again, or if if you missed it, you can certainly catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. 
And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that children who don't live in the area can attend by telephone. And we, in fact, have several every Sunday who do attend by telephone. So it works, and they love it. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 p.m., where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We are going to have another Bible study session on Saturday, February 12. That's approximately three weeks, so mark your calendars. The study questions are on our website, so if you want to get a head start, take a look at the study questions. And please join us in approximately three weeks, Saturday, February 12 at 10 a.m. The membership meeting that was originally scheduled for last week is going to be held this Thursday, November 27, at 8 p.m. And again, for those of you who do not live in the area, uh, which is most of you, actually, uh, the meeting will be held over our, the usual church teleconference number. So please join us for the membership meeting Thursday, November 27, at 8 p.m. <clears throat> and remember that that evening we will not be having our 9 o'clock Unity Watch. We will only be having the 10 o'clock Unity Watch so that we will have plenty of time to finish the meeting. And there's a lovely article uh, featured on our English website that I love to point out this time of year, entitled The Frozen River. The author is unknown, but this was one of Mary Baker Eddy's favorites, and she had it read in her household often as a way of helping students, I'm sure, in her household overcome discouragement from time to time, the frozen river on our website. I wanted to mention also <clears throat> some of you may know that uh, our clerk, Benjamin Naduque, his wife's family lives in the Philippines and they recently lost their home in the last typhoon in the Philippines. So we are going to send them a little help. And some of you have indicated an interest in contributing to this cause. So I would invite anyone who would like to contribute to this cause to send your donations and earmark them the Philippines and that way we will know, make sure that the money gets sent to the right place. They are without a home, they are living with friends, and they're very grateful for all the help 
that they can receive. And we are all one family here, so we are helping them out. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. page 440. I became interested in Christian science through being healed. I had no faith in doctors, therefore would not consult any. But I felt that something must be done, or I would soon follow a brother and sister who had passed on with the same claim. In my extremity, I felt of the, I thought of the great physician and took my case to him and realized that he alone could help me. A relative, finding I would not consult a doctor or take any drug, gave me science and health with key to the scriptures to read, saying that, although a dear friend thought she was greatly helped by a Christian scientist, he himself had no faith in that kind of treatment and had no use for the book. I had heard of the people called Christian scientists and of their textbook, Science and Health, but knew nothing about either. Yet I wanted to know and took the book gladly and was soon deeply interested in it. It was a revelation to me. Although I could only understand it in part, I knew it was the truth and the truth was making me free. I felt that I had been bound and in prison and that now, one after another, the bonds were being broken, and I was lifted into the pure air and light of heaven. I was healed before I had read halfway through the precious volume, for I was obliged to read slowly and some passages over and over again. When I came to page 304, line 10, 47th edition, I then and there felt that I must add my testimony though already there were heaps upon heaps. But since then, I have tried to put those dark days away from me and only refer, refer to them now in the hope that someone who is bound may be released and brought into the light of divine love, which alone can heal and make us every whit whole. L.M.C. Brooklyn, New York. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page eight of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, truth. The golden text is from James. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But like him. 
his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. <clears throat> Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible, Isaiah. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Matthew, the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. Luke, and when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. 
and some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, Then cometh the devil, And taketh away the word out of their hearts, Lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, Receive the word with joy, And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. Matthew Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Luke Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And they departed and went through towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere.
2 Corinthians. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. 1 Peter Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, Glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing, ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian science brings to light truth and its supremacy, universal harmony, the entireness of God, good, and the nothingness of evil. It is easier to desire truth than to rid oneself of error. Mortals may seek the understanding of Christian science, but they will not be able to glean from Christian science the facts of being without striving for them. This strife consists in the endeavor to forsake error of every kind and to possess no other consciousness but good. The habitual struggle to be always good is unceasing prayer. Its motives are made manifest in the blessings they bring. 
blessings, which even if not acknowledged in audible words, attest our worthiness to be partakers of love. Simply asking that we may love God will never make us love Him, but the longing to be better and holier, expressed in daily watchfulness and in striving to assimilate more of the divine character, will mold and fashion us anew until we awake in His likeness. We reach the science of Christianity through demonstration of the divine nature. In order to apprehend more, we must put into practice what we already know. We must recollect that truth is demonstrable when understood, and that good is not understood until demonstrated. A human perception of divine science, however limited, must be correct in order to be science and subject to demonstration. A germ of infinite truth, though least in the kingdom of heaven, is the higher hope on earth, but it will be rejected and reviled until God prepares the soil for the seed. That which when sown bears immortal fruit enriches mankind only when it is understood. The spiritual sense of truth must be gained before truth can be understood. This sense is assimilated only as we are honest, unselfish, loving, and meek. In the soil of an honest and good heart, the seed must be sown, else it beareth not much fruit, for the swinish element in human nature uproots it. The seed of truth and the seed of error, of belief and of understanding, yea, the seed of spirit and the seed of matter, are the wheat and tares which time will separate, the one to be burned, the other to be garnered into heavenly places. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear, this is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. Stick to the truth of being in contradistinction to the error that life, substance, or intelligence can be in matter. Plead with an honest conviction of truth and a clear perception of the unchanging, unerring, and certain effect of divine science. Then, if your fidelity is half equal to the truth of your plea, you will heal the sick. Truth is affirmative and confers harmony. All metaphysical logic is inspired by this simple rule of truth, which governs all reality. By the truthful arguments you employ, and especially by the spirit of truth and love which you entertain, you will heal the sick. Include moral as well as physical belief in your efforts to destroy error. Cast out all manner of evil. Preach the gospel to every creature. Speak the truth to every form of error. Tumors, ulcers, tubercles, inflammation, pain, deformed joints are waking dream shadows dark images of mortal thought which flee 
before the light of truth. Your true course is to destroy the foe and leave the field to God, life, truth, and love, remembering that God and his ideas alone are real and harmonious. If your patient from any cause suffers a relapse, meet the cause mentally and courageously, knowing that there can be no reaction in truth. Neither disease itself, sin, nor fear has the power to cause disease or a relapse. Disease has no intelligence with which to move itself about or to change itself from one form to another. If disease moves, mind, not matter, moves it. Therefore, be sure that you move it off. Meet every adverse circumstance as its master. The legitimate and only possible action of truth is the production of harmony. Truth casts out all evils and materialistic methods with the actual spiritual law, the law which gives sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, voice to the dumb, feet to the lame. In the sacred sanctuary of truth are voices of solemn import, but we heed them not. It is only when the so-called pleasures and pains of sense pass away in our lives that we find unquestionable signs of the burial of error and the resurrection to spiritual life. Ask yourself, am I living the life that approaches the supreme good? Am I demonstrating the healing power of truth and love? If so, then the way will grow brighter unto the perfect day. Your fruits will prove what the understanding of God brings to man. The purpose and motive to live aright can be gained now. This point one, you have started as you should. You have begun at the numeration table of Christian science, and nothing but wrong intention can hinder your advancement. Working and praying with true motives, your Father will open the way. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let us now sing hymn number 160. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er betide. And of these stones or tyrants' thrones, God able is to raise up seed in thought and deed to faithful his. Hymn number 160. Don't 
now sing hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth, arise, and let not fear enthrall. Hymn number five.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and in love. Amen.